It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and Brady on a cold Friday. Freezing. Try to heat things up with the conversation today. Yeah, hopefully. Because we have some good basketball games coming tonight. Yeah, and and we're trying to unjumble the mess that is the Max Silver and boys basketball, and I'm not so sure we can yet. Uh, no, the the only things that can happen tonight is a couple teams could clinch a share, depending on how other games go. But I think it's going to be a very Max Silver Friday for us. Uh, there are definitely some other things. We had a team clinch a share of a league title last night. Um, I saw. An interesting basketball game is how I'll put it between Cross, Lex, and Yale. Uh, but it uh, it was definitely not what I expected. I hadn't seen a game like that in a long time. And it's funny we talked about a shot clock last week because I think that might come up in discussion again today. <laughs> all right. We'll get it all going in just a moment here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and Brady. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 
Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Dennis and uh, Brady, we had a little bit more boys basketball than we've had girls over the last two days. So you want to start with the, the ladies, and then we'll uh, we'll work our way back to the boys? Yeah, we can start this first segment, talk about the girls, and you saw a hockey game last night. So. I did. So, yeah, let's start with the girls, because there wasn't a ton of action the last two nights, and Port Huron got a win they desperately needed in a game where they put up a lot of points that they desperately needed. Yeah, you know, we, we talked about it uh, earlier this week, how the real issue for them hasn't been defense. Again, last night, they hold Roseville to 29 points. Uh, it's been scoring. They have not been scoring this year. They had 65 points last night. Like, uh, I, and I'm not trying to be a smart aleck here, but that's like a three-game output for them. Yeah, 65-29 win over Roseville. And Port Huron, even with that game, is averaging 37 a night. And you go back, like against Gross Point North, they put up, 22 points they put up 37 against dakota 65 is a huge outpouring for port huron in a game they should have won and they did what they needed to yeah um marine city had a non-league game last night with uh, northern and pulled out the 57 to 41 uh, win so after losing friday at st Clair in a big game the lady mariners have been much more focused this week and they have taken care of uh, business and they have put themselves in position to get a share of the league title which takes us to our next story yeah i mean marine city they're still 12 and 3 they just had one bump in the road it just happened to be when all the eyes in the spotlight was on them uh so st Clair did officially clinch a share of the league title 54 25 they beat lakeshore 21 points from aaron saros I mean, we expected this. We we basically crowned them after they beat Marines or yeah. after they beat Frazier because we knew they weren't going to lose to Lakeshore. But it is officially official now. They are league champs. The best their uh, rival can do is tie them at nine and one in league play. Congratulations to St. Clair. They had a rocky start. Remember, they were win one, lose one, win one, lose one. They had that bad loss at Northern where they were up big, and Northern came roaring back. St. Clair's won seven straight. They're 12-5 and five now. They were 5-5 five and five at one point this year, and a league title looked like, we're like well, they can, but they need to improve. They improved. Uh, a great deal. And, again, they have a little more size than most teams. Um, and, and, again, They've been getting better. They're playing their best basketball now. Good time of the year to be playing your best basketball. 
So they clinched that. Marine City will play Frazier, I believe, on Monday for the makeup at Marine City for Marine City to try to get a league title out of this as well. But these two teams can meet again because we talked about their girls' basketball district. There are four solid teams, especially if Armada can get healthy. It's St. Clair, Marine City, add Marysville to the mix, and if a healthy Armada comes in, there are four teams that can legitimately win that district. Yeah, and that's like, I, I, I like it because you know it's going to be a good district. Right. It's going to be all good games in that district. There shouldn't be any sleepers. Um, but what I don't like about it is three really good teams from our area are done in the first week of the, the playoffs, and, and the team that gets out of there, you know, they, they might be worn down from that. But, uh, like, because I really like both Marine City and St. Clair. But you know how I feel about Marysville they girls basketball. They both lost basketball. their last game to Marysville. I know St. Clair beat them there, but or beat them at home the first time, and then Marysville walloped them the second time. So there's going to be a rubber match for St. Clair on both sides. Yeah, so it, it's like... Uh, who who do you think is the favorite going into that? And and again, without upsetting anybody or getting anybody mad because I think anybody can win that event. But don't you have to think Marysville's just a little bit slight of well, the favorite? Because not much. Yeah, just by the fact that last time they played both teams, they got the win. It's in Armada, so it's not. There's no home court advantage to any of the MAC teams yeah. in that district. And if Armada gets healthy, they will be heard from in that tournament. It's going to be tough. It really is going to depend because if you if you take a look at MPR, it's going to decide who avoids who. And if you get in that top one and you can avoid Marysville to the finals, that might be a good thing. That means you might have to run into St. Clair, Marine City, or one of those tough teams and yeah, that's not going to be a fun district. It'll be a fun one to cover because there'll be a storyline throughout the whole week. But yeah, I, don't, I have no idea who's going to come out on top of that one. But uh, bottom line is if Marine City beats Frazier in the makeup game, we've got co-champions from East China. And if Frazier wins that game, St. Clair gets the title outright. Right. So right now. And, and a, a, a week ago. We weren't really talking that way. A week ago, we were talking Marine City's in the driver's seat. It's theirs to lose. Well, yeah, because St. Clair did what they needed to do to set up that rematch, and then they won two back-to-back -back big games. Right now in NPR, Marysville's in first in that district. Armada is slightly ahead of St. Clair. It's by .007, Armada's ahead of St. Clair. Marine City is... Uh, point one behind St. Clair. So they could still catch Armada, especially if they drop a few more games and St. Clair and Marine City keep winning. But right now, it looks like it would be Armada on the other side, which means Marysville could potentially have to go through St. Clair or Marine City, both of them again. Yeah, that's thanks. what happened last year. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and, and those are good ball games, too. That, that, that was, a, uh, what, a charge away from maybe being a different result, and then Marysville went from that and made a nice little run. Yes. Yes, they did. It almost was over before it started. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, just a couple other games from last night in girls' basketball. Uh, Yale played uh, Lance Cruz North 41-29. Lance Cruz North wins uh, that one. Um, Yale has kind of been up and down. Like, my expectations for them – 
was a little bit higher than I don't know. They're not having a bad season. No, and I'm not got some talent there. And I'm not gonna slam them for losing a game to a Mac Red team. No, no, That's neither am I. Actually, being pretty competitive if you really look at that score. Like their loss, they don't have really a bad loss. Their worst loss right now is to Armada, maybe. But out of their seven losses, North Branch, Marine City, Howell, Emley City, Armada, North Branch, Lance Cruz North, they're not losing to bad teams. They just haven't. They're a younger team that hasn't found the way to take that step and beat those league title caliber teams. But, uh, I mean, Sadie Dykstra, we both know, is going to be a really good player right. for the next four Barr years. Barr and Martin are two really nice pieces. Yep. And they're and all, the older Dykstra is a good player. And, well, the first three we mentioned are all sophomores or freshmen. Yep. So they're going to be around for a while. So uh, Brown City beats Memphis 31-28. to I was just kind of looking at the GTC East real quick this morning. It's actually a three-team race right now. We just foregone conclusion that we give Sandusky – the, the title every year, but they only have a one-game lead over Marlette, and Harbor Beach has caught fire in our 5-2, and two, uh, and Sandusky 6-0 and oh leading that yeah, league. Well, so Sandusky's beat everyone once, so yeah. like you say, until someone beats them, I'm just going to keep <laughs> them up there. They had their game last night with Harbor Beach, which now I'm looking at it, it was a big game. It was canceled because of the, the weather, I presume. Uh, all right, Peck beat Bay City All Saints 39-34, to and Canton Prep, whoever they are, beat New Haven Merritt 38-32, to and that was it for girls basketball over the last two nights. No, yeah, wasn't wasn't a whole lot. Well, I think there's more tonight, but you got a chance to at least see some hockey as well. I did get to see some hockey. Uh, there were actually two games yesterday um, in the MIHL Showcase Northern lost to Lake Orion four to uh, nothing. So the the Huskies continue to, to just kind of struggle uh, down the stretch here. But um, the game I saw at McMoran was between Thumb Legion and Port Huron Unified. Now you you can say whatever because Unified lost six to one. They're now one in seventeen this year, and they've been outscored one hundred and fifty to nineteen. I'm going to tell you what. They played a good hockey game last night. They are much improved. They, they had nine skaters. Yeah, uh, the, they 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 had nine skaters and a goalie last night and they absolutely dominated the first 10 minutes of that hockey game. Should have had a two or three goal lead and couldn't buy one. Um Seth uh, Hiles Made some big saves. They hit the goal post maybe a minute before they gave up the game's first goal. Uh, I mean, they were just all over Legion. I think Legion was caught off guard. They probably figured, oh, PH doesn't have a lot of guys. They're going to circle the wagons tonight. And PH said, no, we're, we're fresh at the start of the game. We're going to skate. We're going to come after you. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, and like I say, they should have been leading the game early. And then Thumb Legion came down, and of course, you know, you're, you're Austin Trudeau. You've been standing down there with nothing to do. And the first chance is Caleb Lettner at the hash marks, wide open. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what, he, he can shoot the puck. And his release is just stupid fast. And it, the, the puck wasn't on his stick for half a second, and then it was in the back of the net. 
And I'm like, wow, that's how you get to 33 in the year. Yeah. I mean, that it was so 10-22 into the first period. It's one nothing Legion, and PH has just been dominating the game. And then they scored a minute later, um, which was actually maybe the coolest play of the night. Chase Ernest is the uh, the young man's name. It was his first goal of the season, and they went nuts when he scored. And it was a nice goal. He's in the same spot that Lettner scored from, and he picked the top corner over the goalie's uh, shoulder. So now it's it's 2 nothing, and you're going, oh, man, you know, the Big Reds deserve better than this, and then it got worse. Kid blocks a shot, gets a breakaway, and Marshall Ryan scores on the breakaway. So it's 3 nothing at the end of one, and I'm trying to tell people, Big Reds played a good first period. Just the three chances Thumb Legion had, they converted. Yeah. Uh, Max Hubbard got a goal uh, 43 seconds into the second to make it 3-1, to one, and it was actually a really nice play um, from first Joey Gilbert, who made a cross-ice pass. Then uh, Greg made a nice little dish, and Hubbard went right down the slot and buried it. But, again, 46 seconds later, Thumb Legion in a scramble get a goal. That made it four to one. So we're a minute and a half into the second period. It's a four to one game. Didn't get another goal until ten minutes into the third, um, and then they put it away. Um, best name in hockey, Gabe Vanderlip, got a goal and a scramble to make it five to one. And then Lettner got a shorthanded goal that was, again, when he gets the puck and he gets a chance, he doesn't miss, and that's why he's got thirty three goals and he does. I'm going to show my age here, but there was a guy that played in the NHL named Mike Bossy. Hmm. That's what he reminds me of when he's shooting the puck. Um, and you look up Mike Bossy's stats, he had nine straight 50-goal seasons in a 10-year career. And the year he didn't get there, he had 38, and his he hurt his back and had to retire. But Lettner <laughs> can score. Lettner can score. Uh, and, it, and it was actually, uh, for a 6-1 to one hockey game, it felt closer than that. And then the stat of the night, because they had so few guys, I think Joey Gilbert took almost every face-off for the Big Reds last night. And you said he basically won every face-off. He won every single one except one. <laughs> and that was like the last one he took. Spoiled his perfect night. but I, And not just won the face-offs. Won the face-offs clean and got his team chances off the draws to score goals. Um, and, and again... I like him. He hits everything that moves. Big Reds have a couple guys like that. Brendan well, Hoffer's another kid I like. Just hits everything that moves. There's a lot of respect to only having nine skaters and still coming out and playing an aggressive style of hockey and with a reckless abandon. Yeah, they, they did not circle the wagons. Kind of towards the end, you could see they were running out of gas. But what are you going to do? They played hard. I, I, I It was a good game, and, and I'm impressed with, with Legion to – um, with the focus is on Lettner, and for good reason. Right. The kid's got 33 goals in 18 games this year. But Legion's got more than him. Like, the, the, they, they've, they've got a, a nice little roster and a good, good lineup. Um, and their backup goalie, in all essence, played last night. He's a big kid, and he had a, he had a good game last night. I don't know what he's been doing the rest of the season, but he had a good game last night. So that was that was the hockey last night. Once you finally got it started, yeah. Once we, yeah, we did. We we were four minutes into warmups, and probably Lettner broke the glass behind the net with a shot, and that took a few minutes to a clean up the broken glass because it just exploded into little pebbles, 
you know, that safety glass. And then they put the new glass in, and then they decided we better Zamboni in case there's anything else on, on the ice. And then they had to come out and finish the last four minutes of the warm-up before we started the uh, the game. So our 6 o'clock game started closer to 6.30, but that was all right because the second game didn't happen. Right. It was canceled. So all things and all, I had a nice night. All right. Well, there was a lot of boys basketball to talk about, so I think we'll get to that next. Yes, and uh, and this Max Silver thing that may take a whole segment to talk about, but we'll get to that in a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
All right, welcome back. Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast here. Just trying to get situated, Brady. But uh, let's uh, let's start with the uh, the Mac Silver. There were three big games played the other night, and we're going to have some big games played tonight. And we're still probably at the end of tonight going to need those last games <laughs> next week to really figure it out because we could have anywhere – from one champion in this league to four champions in this and league. And with two games left, that's that's a bit wild. Uh, let's start with the biggest game from the other night. Port Huron was hosting Madison, a game that they lost down in Madison. They lost a uh, game that they had an eight-point lead in the fourth quarter. They win this game 44-40 in overtime, so two games with Madison, two overtime games. Port Huron gets it at home, but how sloppy was that game if it was 44-40 in overtime? You had an extra four minutes, and you only got to 44. Maybe it'll be like the game I saw last night, but wow. Uh, that's a huge win for Port Huron. Connor Rosenau had 12. Garrett James had 11. Uh, Dwynell Benjamin hit two free throws in the final seconds to send it to overtime and hit those are two pressure packed free yes. throws gets it to overtime they get the win and now they're back to controlling their own destiny at least for a share of the league title but this is a game port here on high hasn't won in a long time well that's that's the thing about this year's big reds team uh, especially the second half of the season is they're winning games that in the past not only would they not win but they wouldn't be competitive. They'd lay an egg. Yeah. They'd lay a big egg. We'd get excited. Hey, this is a big game. And then we'd come back here and it'd be Madison 57, PH 38. Yeah. And you're like, like, well, what happened? Yeah. Darn. But they've won a lot of big games. The games they've lost have been battles. They lost in overtime at Madison. And they were back and forth with St. Clair all night long in St. Clair. Not going to fault them for losing two tough games against two other teams fighting for a league title. That happens. Those are the losses you can can live with. And this year they have been doing really, really well in these big games. But they've got one more big one coming up because that same day Lakeview took care of business against Marysville, an 83-48 win over Marysville down in Lakeview. So Lakeview stays at 6-2, and two, sets up tonight, Dennis, where you'll be at. Lakeview at Port Huron. Port Huron beat Lakeview by 10 in Lakeview. What will happen tonight in Port Huron? Because this is the big one. These are the two six and six and two teams left in league play. Yeah, well, here's, here's the thing. Uh, is the winner of this game knows they're going to be in first place going into the final league game of the season. Right. The, they know that they're going to be a seven-win game team in league play um and the only other team out there that can have seven wins is St. Clair and of course they have a tough game against Madison that Madison must win right to have any hope of making their last game matter so either PH or Lakeview is going to be seven and two after tonight this is a monstrous game PH went down to Lakeview and won that psychologically that's big to me but and it th- also scares me because the the problem Lakeview presents is PH has Benjamin, but Lakeview has 
two or three bigs. And that's where I, what I wanted to talk about is Benjamin just needs to make sure he stays out of foul trouble. Yes. Because, hey, okay, if Benjamin scores five points, I'm not that concerned. He needs to be the guy protecting the rim and grabbing the rebounds tonight because what sometimes what doesn't show up on the stat sheet is what makes a difference with Dwynell Benjamin. I think I talked about it in the St. Clair game. There were a couple times down uh, the stretch where some of the bigs for St. Clair would get the ball and – force a shot really quick, and it would go over the backboard or miss badly. And that doesn't show up on the stat sheet for Benjamin. But if you're watching the game, you go, well, if he's not on the court, that doesn't happen. He needs to be able to stay on the court, and the shooters need to hit some big shots. Connor Rosenau needs to be that calming presence. And they bring in a Lakeview team that, hey, it's going to get chippy. You know how Lakeview plays. It's not going to be the cleanest game ever. Probably, if I had to guess, might be a tech in this game. <laughs> like, that's a distinct possibility. Keep your head. Take those free free throws and don't give them to the other side because two to four points could be the difference in this game. And if they want to hand wrap you a few points, you take them. You do not give them back because, trust me, I know that it is easy to get caught up in that game do not play that game if you're a Port Huron. Yeah, um, and and the other guy, you, you know, you worry about the the bigs, but uh, when I saw them play, they they really weren't scorers. Um, They're either the, on or off. Yeah, because uh, the one had like the when they played St. Clair for Lakeview, I think it was uh, not Gordon, the other one, uh, Hassan. Uh, Hassan, I think he had like 17 the first time he played St. Clair, and then like four the next. Yeah, and he had four against Marysville, and Gordon had eight. I mean. They were good. They were effective. But the guy you can't let go off on you is Ritter. He's kind of – he handles the ball. The offense goes through him. He had 22 the night that I saw. He can get to the basket, but he can also stand out there and knock down threes. So he's the guy to me that the Big Reds have to stop tonight. You got to keep him out of the 20s. Well, I don't know what Coach Rosenau's plan is, but mine would be – a rotation of like maybe Foy, Oriole, and maybe Wilson just face guards him. Just, hey, you let them play four on four. Ritter doesn't get his. You make sure he has a hand in his face every time he shoots because he can shoot from the outside. Yeah, you want somebody else to beat you. Too. If you're not going to win this game, make somebody else beat you. Right. Hey, Benjamin, stand in the paint. You affect every shot. You don't have to block every shot, but make them change up mid-shot, mid, uh, get the rebounds. They get one shot each possession, box out, get the other guys in foul trouble. And something PH uh, at the other end of the court have been better at, those droughts. They don't have those scoring droughts well, you know like why? they were having earlier in the Because they're year. limiting turnovers. Yes. Because when you're turning the ball over and not even getting shots off, it's hard to score when you don't shoot the ball. So not turning it over makes a big difference. And they're getting more from more people. James is a guy that the first half of the season he was, he was, ice cold. He was not shooting well, and, and he has found his shot. And, and now every night we're talking about he's one of their three leading scorers. So that's a big one, Dennis. You'll be at that one. I hope Port Huron's gym's live on a Friday night. Like, I hope so, too. Like, if there's a game to be at, this is one of them in the area. Let's go to the other matchup in the silver. Because St. Clair, you saw this one. Took care of business against Marine City. 66-37 win back on Wednesday. And St. Clair, 
hey, they didn't stub their toe before a big game. No, they had 12 kids score. They played 12 kids, and all 12 of them scored. Uh, Drew McCartney couldn't be stopped in the first quarter, scored right. 12 of his 14 game-high 14 points in the first and kind of set the tone. At one point, it was 19-2, to two, and St. Clair just said, we're winning tonight. We're not messing around in this uh, game. And, you know, the, they set the tone early. They got the job done because they knew that they had a big game with Madison coming up, and they didn't know how that Madison-PH game was going. Right. They just knew they controlled their own destiny. They didn't care about the other game. That's the nice part about winning the games you need to win is that you don't have to have someone on their phone scrolling going, all right, what's going on at Port Huron? What's going on at Port Huron? They were looking, but I didn't have any information for them. Right. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure they were interested, but they, they got that win. They did what they needed to. By the way, have you ever seen someone do what Drew McCartney did Come off the bench in the first quarter and score twelve <laughs> so in the first quarter, which is eight minutes long. Yeah, yeah. So he came in with probably what three, four minutes to go. Uh, it was probably more like five because I the they were rotating guys in and out a lot, and and I think Hunter Richardson got a, an early foul, and they just like they went to to Drew, and then he got the hot hand. Well, and then it's like, okay, we're going to ride them for the rest of the quarter before we put Hunter back. And that's what good teams do. They put teams they're supposed to put away early, and they cruise to the victory because we were saying St. Clair had the easiest road to the the league title because they had the one big game against Madison around a Marine City and Marysville rivalry games, but two teams that have combined for one win, and that was against each other. So St. Clair's down at Madison tonight. I hope to be there. We've put calls into Madison, uh, but I'm not I, at this time when we're recording. I can't guarantee I'll be there. <laughs> Hopefully. We just haven't heard back to say yeah. that it's okay. So. And maybe I'll just go anyway and just try to just say, yeah, I'm coming. You didn't just, respond. Sorry. Just, just walk in and run the place. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a, that's a school where you probably walk in and run the place. <laughs> but um, that's that's a big one. This is this is the game for St. Clair. Uh, they win. They have one more game with Marysville for a league title. If they lose, it gets really interesting. St. Clair loses, then the winner of PH Lakeview clinches a share of the league title. Yeah, so PH and Lakeview, not only are they focused on winning their game tonight against each other, but they're rooting for Madison to win because that guarantees them no worse than a share of the title and actually gives them an opportunity to win an outright title. Now, here's the thing. Next week when we wrap up the, the league schedule, uh, and again, no, no disrespect to Marine City and Marysville, but they play tonight, and those two teams combined at the end of the night will have two wins this season. Against each other. Yeah, against each other. Right now they're 1-27 and 27 or something like that. One and might even be worse than that. They're 1-29. and 1-29 and in 30 games this year. So those are just the facts, folks. Um, next week, PH has Marine City. St. Clair has Marysville. They're expected to win those basketball games. So their season comes down to win tonight, take care of business next week, you're a league champion. Now, where it gets interesting, if both our area teams lose, 
it sets up the possibility for a four-way tie. If Lakeview beats Port Huron and Madison beats St. Clair, that means Lakeview is the only seven-win team, but everyone else is six and three. Lakeview still has to play Madison, and Madison had every chance to beat Lakeview the first time around. And Port Huron and St. Clair play Marysville Marine City like we just said. There is a chance that if it goes that way and then Madison beats Lakeview, you have a four-way tie <laughs> at six or at seven and three. Which, I, I sense that part of Brady wants this. <laughs> there's there's like the little part of my brain that just wants chaos. Yeah. That when like we'll talk about stuff off air, like, ooh, what if this coach went here? What if this happened? Just a just the little gremlin that wants to see chaos. But another part of me doesn't because Dennis, I don't know if we talked about this on the air. I think it might have been after we recorded and we were looking at the scenarios. If you shared a six team league, the title for that league, or the the title for that league, with four with three other teams, a four way tie. Doesn't that take a little bit of luster away from it? I mean, it still counts. You don't put an asterisk no. up on the banner, but it's like more than half the team's got a league title. Yeah, it you, takes a little bit of the punch away. You can spin it two ways, too, because you could also go, well, hey, it's just a good league, and we've got a lot of good teams. Yeah, but like it, it means a little more when you win it outright, or even yes. if you split with one other team than like, oh, like in football, in the BWAC. Armada and North Branch, two really good teams. It was a really tough league, and those are the two that ended up with the same record at the end of the year. Fine. I have have no problem with that. It it got the B-Wacky title the year that we had four teams share the title. Right, and that's at least an (laughs) eight-team league and makes it a little more, but I don't know. I wouldn't want the four-way tie. I'd be like, yeah, we won a league title, but so did every other, like, team with a winning record in our league. So we can have anything, like you said, from an outright winner. Um, technically, St. Clair can still get an outright title, but that would require an upset from uh, Marine City. Uh, and Port Huron and Lakeview, obviously, we've set the scenario how they yeah. can get an outright title if Madison beats St. Clair, and then the winner of that game wins their next game. Madison, the best they can do is share a league. Yeah, they're, they're, they can't win an outright title, but um, they can certainly get a share of the title so and obviously what i root for is that when the smoke all clears next week ph and st Clair are the two teams at the top yes that would be the best case scenario so that's the silver hopefully i will be at madison tonight uh we don't go on road trips often but when a league title's on the line i thought it would be kind of cool to have the the dueling coverage between the two max silver games be a lot of fun, be able to give updates live. Like, all right, well, Portieron's up four on Lakeview. St. Clair's up seven. See how this plays out. Well, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, and, again, uh, I'll be at the, the Lakeview PH game um, tonight. And I'm with you, Brady. I hope there's a lot of people in the gym. I know it's cold, but the gym's warm. The gym is warm. They'll turn the heat on, and I've got a feeling the two teams – We'll turn the heat on as uh, well. All right, uh, we'll be back in uh, just a moment to talk some more boys basketball here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast.
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kwood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kwood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kwood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kwoodauto to make an appointment. Kwood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And welcome back. Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports Podcast. Dennis and Brady, let's continue with uh, basketball from the other night. Port here on Northern and Romeo. My kind of basketball, 75-72. Give me some scoring, Brady. It was actually a little closer than we expected, but Romeo's not a bad team, really. 
everyone outside of maybe Mott isn't a bad team because there's another score that surprised us that actually allowed Port here on Northern to clinch an outright Mac White title. Back-to-back league champs for Port here on Northern. How about them Huskies? They have won 18 straight league games going back to last year. It might be longer. I don't know what they did at the end of the 2021 season if they won a few games at the tail end there, but it's at least 18 in a row. That's a lot of league games to win in a row. Like, unless you're cross Lex, you don't get to 18 league wins in a row, especially going up a division. And here's the thing, and this isn't anything that I worry about with this Northern team, but because their last two league games are meaningless. They can lose them and still win the league. Um, But it gives them something to play for. You want to keep your streaks going. Right, and here are the the numbers from the win over Romeo. Tyler Jamison, 36 points, 11 rebounds. Wow, shocker. Like, yep, another night at the office for Mr. Basketball, and I'm going to keep saying that. Cam Haru with 17. It was his turn to be the the secondary guy. Luke Maher had nine. If I had to guess, they were all three-pointers. That's a- what I'm guessing. Alex Jamison had eight. But Amir Moreland, he only had three points, but he had 11 assists. That's a lot for a high school basketball game. That's, that's a lot of assists for Like, if someone has 11 assists game. in a college or NBA game, which is 40-some minutes long, you go – Oh, that's a that's a good night. He did this in a high school game. 11 assists is a lot, and that means that he was creating baskets. So just because he only had three points, that means he was responsible for at least 25. And that doesn't include passes that are fouled, passes that guys miss shots. And Amir Moreland, by the way, congratulations. He picked up an offer from Central Michigan for football. I have a feeling we're going to be saying Amir Moreland has picked up a scholarship offer from (laughs) blank if after his freshman football season he's getting offers. Dennis, you've been around a long time. You know when guys are getting offers after their freshman or even usually after their sophomore season, that's when it's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, uh, you, you know that people think that you have exceptional talent at that stage. And I'm there's nothing more electric than him standing back around the two-yard line waiting for a kickoff, and you're just sitting there going, don't scrib it, kick it to him, kick it to him. Well, or if Northern, <laughs> or if they could ever get a punt off that wasn't blocked by Northern, you could return those. They but block a yeah, lot of punts last year. That's, uh, that's saying that there are schools that want to get in on the ground floor, that want to get in before all the other teams did, so that in two years, if he has bigger offers, they can say, Amir, we've been here the whole time. We were the first ones to believe in you. Yep. And that that's what that means. But Northern gets the 75-72 win. And because Eisenhower not only upsets New Haven, but kind of throttles New Haven 73-56, Port here on outright Mac White champs. Yeah, it's like what happened here? Well, I you can, know, like, I can tell you what happened there. Who was missing? Yeah, that's, was th- that was my first thought is, okay, guys are missing. My thought was New Haven was looking past them to Northern, and New Haven puts up some big numbers, but they do so in a way that they pile on a little bit. They make the big wins look even bigger because they don't take the foot off the gas pedal, and they beat Gross Point North, the Gross Point North team that I'm pretty sure was missing three players, their three best players in that game. Okay, they beat them by 20-some, so they look like they're big and bad, and then they go to Eisenhower, 
and a team that was two and five in league play knocks off New Haven and any hope at a league title. They would have needed a win against Northern and then Northern to lose again against Grosse Point North for any chance of them to get a, a share. But Northern, on top of the Mac White, they are really, really good. And they just keep putting up big performances. They had to gut this one out against Romeo, but Northern is just doing things that they haven't done in a long, long time. And they'll get New Haven uh, tonight, second meeting, first time around. New Haven was hung with them for about a quarter, quarter and a half, and then Northern turned it up a, a notch that few people can keep up with, and they ended up pulling away in that game. Now they got to go down to New Haven, uh, cramped little atmosphere there. Maybe New Haven comes in with their tails between their legs, thinking they've got something to prove. But this Huskies team, we've said it's it. the style that this New Haven different. Look Huskies at the one team. game they lost. They lost to Ann Arbor here on 53-50. No, I didn't see the game, but it's a low-scoring game. That's how you're going to beat Northern. Now, can maybe the elite of the leads, can the Gross Point Souths, can the De La Salles, could the Hamtramicks of the world, could the North Farmingtons run with Northern and, and outpace them? Yeah, those, those top 10 teams in the state could. You're New Haven. You ain't that team. You ain't going to outrun Northern. I know it's not how they want to play, but hey, Limit some possessions. Limit. We'll talk about it when we talk about the Crosslex Yale game. But limit the possessions and don't try to run because if you run, you're going to die. All right. Uh, just a couple other scores from uh, the other night. Uh, Will Damascus scored 22 and North Branch beat Clio 62 to 48. Uh, Brown City now, over real Harbor. Quick, how about North Branch having a nice little bounce back season? Uh, I know they're not winning any titles. But a team last year that lost to Algonac, a team last year that we'd see a game and go, all right, well, that's a win for that team, is starting to put together some wins. No, they're not beating anyone. They're 5-8 and eight overall, but they've won their last two games. They're improving a bit at North Branch under uh, Coach Chittle. He's a first-year head coach. I just wanted to give North Branch a little bit of love because last year this was a team that you're like, oh, they win three games. It's a, it's a good season. And now they're 5-8. They're and eight. Do they win a lot more? I don't know. But they're at least playing a lot more competitive basketball. Yeah. Uh, Brown City beats Harbor Beach 50-35. I didn't get a Muxlow update, but they scored 50, so he probably had 30. Probably. <laughs> and uh, K-Pack gets a win over Marlette. 31 to 29 to round out the scores from the other night there were three games all played in the BWAC last night you mentioned North Branch so let's just start there they beat Algonac 56 to 40 to pick up a, another nice uh, win uh and and a game that doesn't surprise me that it was close Armada 59 Almont 51 Almont just plays close basketball games they're not allowed to win or lose by more than 10 it seems yeah, like it's just it, it's it's wild. The Almont's like that perfect team that if you're one of the top teams in the BWAC, you have the coach can go. Listen, we can't take this team lightly. They'll beat. They will fight you. They will make this an interesting game. And it seems like every damn time, it's Almont either losing by a couple buckets or winning by a couple buckets. Yeah, but basically, they're they're a team that's actually good to play against because they make you play hard. Right. They make you play hard. They might not beat you, 
but they make you show up and, and do things the right way. You're going to remember playing Almont. Yeah. All right. So Crosslex Yale uh, <laughs> was the game that you saw last night, um, and just kind of based on the score and uh, and based on what you've been hinting uh, to, uh, we're going to hear about the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. That's not going to be my main focus because of the way Yale went about this. But the first quarter was completely normal basketball game. Seemed like any other Crosslex Yale basketball game. Sixteen to nine, Crosslex led after a quarter. Nothing odd there. That's about what you'd expect. About what the average first quarter would be. The second quarter, Yale outscored Crosslex seven to two. And that would be Yale's highest scoring quarter for the rest of the night. And the game was close the whole time. <laughs> so it was 18-16 after two. The third quarter was 8-6. Croslex went up 26-22. Yale was up 22-20. There was a point where I think Croslex went about 13 minutes. They had scored four points, and they were all by Donovan McDonald. I don't know the last time Crosslex has gone a quarter and a half scoring just four points. You, I don't know if that's ever happened in the Lance Campbell era. You'd have, you'd have to go way back for a scoring drought because the one thing Crosslex would do is score. So it's a four-point game, and then at the end of the night, it's 35-27, Crosslex beats Yale. And I bet you if I told every Yale fan in attendance that you would hold Crosslex to 35 points, they'd get the uh, non-alcoholic champagne ready and start to celebrate because they're like, there's no way we're losing if we hold them to 35. They only scored 27. And in this game, it was a mix of things. So I don't – Yale had – I call them deliberate possessions. They had a purpose. They weren't going to shoot unless they had a perfect shot. They had some contested shots, like maybe reverse layups or shots in close, that they could have taken. There was times guys had looks in the corner, and they didn't even look at the hoop. They were looking to pass the ball. They had a very strict game plan, and they stuck to it. Now, on the other end, Croslex was playing good defense, forcing Yale to keep around the arc, around the arc. Around the arc. As you say, circle the wagons. Around yep. the arc. Take their time. Jackson Kohler running point. He'd stand at midcourt five, ten seconds just waiting for to get the look they wanted. And Croslex wasn't pushing the issue. They were letting them do what they needed to do. And Yale wasn't scoring at a high rate. They had some decent looks, but they'd have 45, 60 second possessions that would go on longer. The only reason that worked for Yale is because, like I mentioned, they were getting stops on Cross-Lex. Cross-Lex couldn't find a way to score. They had open looks. Trey Kolakovich ended with 11. Zach Kretsch had 13. But Kolakovich, for a large portion of the game, just wasn't himself. He wasn't locked in, at least shooting-wise, like he normally is. Zach Kretsch hit a few late threes. They only had five different players score, and... There just wasn't a whole lot coming from Cross-Lex offensively. They did enough, and they were very patient. Defensively, they were fine. Again, you hold a team to 27 points. I don't care how long they're running through their offense. You're doing something right. But Yale had their plan. Because the longer a possession is, the harder it actually is to stay focused and play good defense. At some point... You lose your you lose your guy, especially with the way Yale moves guys through. Yeah, one guy slips through. You could play sixty seconds of good defense, but one guy takes a wrong step 
and backdoor boom layup or gets by a defender boom layup. So Yale couldn't complete the comeback. Once they got down 23-22, they never came back. Yale didn't have that break glass in case of emergency. At the end, when they were down five, seven points, they didn't have that extra gear to put it into. They were still running through the offense, and it's like, guys, you got to take a shot. It doesn't have to be the perfect shot now. You need a little bit of luck. And Crosslex was able to just to run out the clock. Now, Yale, I would not say at any point Yale was stalling. They were running through their offense. They were they were moving the ball. It, there was, like I said, there were times that Kohler was standing near half court waiting for the offense to get set up, but then they'd move it around. So, again, it wasn't as if they were stalling, but they were very deliberate. Hey, you only shoot if you know you can make this, if you're wide open. Now, on the other end, Crosslex works quickly, so when they're not making shots, hey, they take a three or they take an open look, they miss. Yale was doing a good job on the defensive boards. Crosslex has the ball for 12 seconds, and then Yale has a possession for 56 seconds. Now, repeat that over the course of 24, 32 minutes. I don't know what time of possession was because that's not a stat you ever talk about in basketball, but I bet you Yale was on had possession, and it was on the Crosslex side of half court 3-4-1 in favor of Yale. Like, they just kept with possession. But there was another game. I'm just sitting there, and I thought about it in, like, the second or third quarter. Like, boy, uh, what would Yale do if they didn't have a shot clock? Or if they had a shot yeah. clock, I should say. Because Crosslex was running their offense as usual, but, boy, Yale was just taking their time. And this game is wildly different if there's even a 40-second shot clock. Even even at even at forty five, you're still knocking ten to fifteen seconds off of every possession, and that adds up over the course of the game as more time that Crosslex has the ball, more times that they can get shots up, and you would suspect more times that they make baskets. Yeah, it's it's one of those games like how I said the PH St. Clair game was a good example of Hey, the offenses were just trying to run through. The defense was playing well. They weren't stalling. It wasn't, I don't think in the scouting report, hey, take time off the clock, where I guarantee you Yale was sitting at practice going, we are limiting the number of possessions. I don't care if we win 23 to 22. We are winning this game low scoring. We're not running with cross Lex. Yeah, this game might be the foil to the, the St. Clair Port Huron game where it's like this is an example of where you need a shot clock again even if it's 40 to 45 seconds it changes the entire dynamic of the game because now if you're Lance Campbell you say hey play a good 35 seconds of defense make them throw up a tough shot get the rebound and go because now you have an end point for your defense now you have that goal that you can look up and see all right 14 more seconds of defense, and we get the ball back. All right, 13 more seconds, and they have to throw up a shot. Instead, it's, all right, come on, just keep going, keep going, cycle through, cycle through. When are they going to finally throw up a shot? Yeah. Yeah, it it, it can be tedious. It can also be frustrating. Like, I'm going to say, it's a good game plan for Yale. They were in this game. They had a chance. They They gave themselves a chance. But bottom line is you only score 27 points. You end up losing by eight at the end of the night. People walk away from that frustrated and probably with a bad taste in their mouth 
going, play basketball. Well, if you play basketball, you might be walking out of the gym losing by 28. Well, and I will say the devil's advocate to the shot clock argument with Cross Lex is just make your shots. If you don't go 12 minutes only scoring four points, guess what? Yale can't sit there if they're down 10 in the third quarter. They have to move it a little more. Yeah, they, they have to attack or they will get blown out. So I, I don't know. It was just another interesting game. It was, it was not the most well played basketball game. I will definitely say that. Um, but like I was talking to Lance after the game, they got a win, and you didn't play well, and it was ugly, but you still won by eight. That's usually a good feeling. But yeah, I was not expecting a thirty five twenty seven game. But hey, some teams make that their identity. Make the other team struggle offensively and take your time offensively yourself. Use as much clock as possible. Again, I never thought Yale never stood there and it's like, all right, well, we're up. Let's wait. Just wait this clock out. But boy, were they told to wait for the absolute per. If it's an A minus shot, you're not taking it. You're waiting for the A plus. Yeah. Uh, 62 total points. I, I would have figured the winner of this game gets close to 62, and the loser is certainly over 40 and maybe in the 50s. Well, the first time they played, let me go find that score. Uh, yeah, Croslex scored 67 in the first game. They scored 23 points in the third quarter <laughs> of that game, and Yale scored 27 in this game. So I'll give credit to Yale. They learned from this and go, all right, well, we tried to run, and we lost by 15, and it wasn't that close because – the fourth quarter wasn't great. So we're not going to run with them anymore. And I, I'm i never going to blame a coach for doing what they can within the rules because, hey, you might not like it, but if it was, like we said, if the Croslex-Ferndale re result from a few years ago was reversed, we'd be saying Lance did what he needed to do. Yep. Smart decision. And we never, we never blame the Ferndale coach. Because, no, he's trying to win a big game. Because... What do you blame? Do you blame the child for misbehaving, or do you blame the parents for letting them misbehave? <laughs> I love when you give analogies. Thank you. I'm so, supposed I'm supposed to be the wise one over here giving the analogies. Anyways, but, you got anything else on this one or anything else that you want to throw out there? Uh, no, we don't have anything this weekend, right? Uh, no, just the games tonight. Oh, I do want to throw something out there. Um, at Warwater in St. Clair, Saturday, noon to 4, they're holding a... I don't know if it's a luncheon or what, but something in honor of Denny White. So if you're in the St. Clair area, area on Saturday, go by Warwater. Um, I know I'll be there, so that should be a fun time. The proceeds go to his family, uh, so I'm sure they'd appreciate more. People would appreciate it if if we get one person to go because of the hot air coming out of my mouth right now. <laughs> I'll consider that a win. Okay, uh, good stuff. All right, tonight uh, I'm at PH Lakeview PH. Very big boys basketball game in the uh, Max Silver, and we're hoping Brady's down at Madison for another Max Silver big game with Madison and St. Clair. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock right now as we record. If I don't hear anything by about 1, I might make another call, and then it's just a gut decision. Because I don't, I don't think Madison's gym's that big. I've been there one time, and I don't remember there being a, an abundance of room. So it's 
I want to go down there, but I also don't. Maybe it's just because Gross Point North has left a bad taste in my mouth of going on the road. I think you were the one that hit the stanchion. No, I, it wasn't. I, I, I think I think you go like, go call go ask Tyler Jameson's bump. right ankle about that yeah, or his you knee. Think you bumped your head on the stanchion and now you're just bitter. No. That's why you've been wearing a hat this week. Madison, so that I don't see the big bump on your head. It's cold, and <laughs> Madison's at least smart enough not to put big metal stanchions a foot away from the, the out of bounds. Maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll put something next to France. Maybe they'll just mop the floor on the St. Clair end. That would make as much sense as putting a stanchion. Uh, he's so bitter. I am. All right. Well, have a good weekend. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.